Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. again, the Mutual Network brings you the thrilling adventures of the shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. Inflation can work the same way in peace that it did in war. Prices rise when goods are scarce and people have money. Instead of making your daughter shrink by spending them needlessly when prices are high, why not make them grow with interest by investing in United States savings bonds? Here's the way it works. $75 invested now each month in U.S. savings e-bonds will in 10 years turn into an income of $100 each month for as long a period as you bought the bond. It's as simple and sure as that. Remember, dollars saved now will protect the value of your dollars in the future. And now, the shadow. Shadow, who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret, the hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, The Unburied Dead. Midnight. In a rundown saloon on the waterfront, down and outers and derelicts line the bar. But at a table near the door, three men sit talking. The leader, thin, cadaverous, dressed somberly in black, listens attentively to one of his companions. That's the character, Deacon. The lanky carrots out there at the end of the bar. Oh, is he? Just the man for the job. That's what we thought. Would Gabby have checked into his background, of course? Everything's okay. Excellent, Gabby, excellent. Well, gentlemen, I see no reason why you shouldn't approach him. Right. I'll wait in the car. Check. But don't keep me waiting, gentlemen. This neighborhood depresses me. Okay, Gabby. Right. Can we squeeze in here, Red? Why not? Drink, Red? Sure. Great beers down here, Mike. Have sledding, Red? Could be. Interested in a proposition? Like what? Making money. How? Just doing what you told. Interested? Uh-huh. You got a guy outside that'd like to talk to you. Let's go. car over there in the alley. Well, good evening, gentlemen. Young man, won't you get in? 
Wait a minute. Just watch the proper... Oh! oh. Nice, Jerry. In. in with him. Right. He's still beating. That can be fixed. Fix it, then, please. I got your message, Deacon. You wanted to see me? Why, hello, Mr. Peck. How night. You're pumped. Come in, come in. Any hitch in the plan? On the contrary, my dear friend. You die tomorrow night. Will that be convenient? Yes, the sooner the better. But how about... Everything the... has been arranged. Come with me. Oh, button your coat, Peck. It's chilly in here. Our merchandise requires it. Hello, boys. All right, Deacon. It's coming along real nice. Now, come in, Mr. Peck. What are they doing with that blowtorch? Arranging things. The features disappear as though wiped clean with a damp rag. Cover it up. Cover it up. But, my good man, we're rather proud of this job. One of the most difficult we've had. I don't want to see him. Uh, you insist. Now, about the money, Peck. Yes, I've got it here. $25,000. Oh, I should have called you about that. The price has gone up. It's 50000 now. What? But you said... I know, but additional expenses cropped up. You know, you're a hard man to fit. But this is murder. Unfortunately, yes. But you're so lanky. And that red hair of yours was a problem. But I didn't authorize murder. I did. Now, Mr. Peck, Gabby will go home with you and bring back the money. And be sure you give him one of your suits and your dental top. You got one, didn't you, Mr. Peck? Yes. Good. Well, I guess you're all ready for the hideout. Anything else you can think of? No. Oh, come, Mr. Peck, cheer up. Just think. By this time tomorrow night, you'll be dead. You say this girl wants my help, Margot? Yes. Well, why me? Well, Lamont, the police won't listen to her, and, uh, she heard of your interest in criminology. Oh, that must be seen now. Hello, Hilda. Come on. Ah, uh, Hilda, this is Lamont Cranston. Lamont, this is Miss Hilda King. How do you do, Hilda? How do you do? Well, Margaret says you'd like my help. Tell me, what can I do for you? Help me find my employer. He's missing. See? Uh, when did you last see him, Hilda? About an hour ago. In the city morgue. Oh, but Hilda... You said he was missing. He is. That man in the morgue is not Mr. Peck. Mr. Peck? Isn't that the man I read about this morning? He ran his car into a tree and he was burned to death. That's what the police say. Hilda, wasn't the body identified? Yes. But only by his ring and watch and things like that. Oh, but Hilda, surely his relative. He had none. He was all alone. Well, tell me, why are you so sure that isn't Mr. Peck's body in the morgue? His glasses. The steel-rimmed ones he always wore. Everything else he carried was found on the body. But not his glasses. Well, Hilda, maybe he didn't wear them. But that's impossible. He was blind without them. Oh, I know it sounds crazy. Crazy, but, but very intriguing, Hilda. You mean you'll help? Well, I don't know what I can do. But I'll run down to the morgue with you and have a look at that body. <laughs> Peck's over this way, folks. Best burn case we got this year. Friend of yours? Not exactly. He was the employer of this young lady. 
Yeah, I've seen her here this morning. She must like the place. I, I wanted my friends to see Mr. Peck. Well, everybody to his taste. Pretty? It's horrible. Well, fire ain't a beauty cure, lady. Oh. What did the coroner put down as the cause of death? You kidding? Just since he didn't die of old age. No, I was just wondering about the skull. Appears to be badly fractured. Yeah. He ran into a tree, banged his skull against the windshield. Finished with him? Yes. Are the police satisfied that uh, this is Peck's body? Yeah. Ain't you? Well, but... I know, lady, I know. You told me all about it this morning. But the cops had a guy down checking his teeth with a dentist chart. It's him, all right. Well, Hilda, I'm sorry, but I guess we're barking up the wrong tree. Uh, excuse me, folks. I see I got some other customers. Hello, Ace. You and Gabby out shopping? All right, Pete. Got a release on back yet? Yep. Yes, come in. He's all yours. Good. We'll pick him up tonight at 10.30. Cranston, those men. What about them, Hilda? I've seen them before. They've been coming up to Mr. Peck's office for the past few weeks. Probably friends of his. They're handling arrangements. But he never knew them until a month ago. Why should they handle arrangements? Well, I don't know. Well, here comes the attendant. We'll ask him. Would you like to see some of our other star boarders? Oh, well, no, thank you. All I want to see is the light of day. Um, could you tell me who those uh, two men were? Or them that just left? Yes. Them's H. Dugan and Gabby Harris from the deacon's place. The deacon? I thought everybody knew the deacon. He runs that port of peace burial service. You know, when a guy's got nobody and he's slated for Potter's Field, the deacon claims him and gives him a decent plan. But Mr. Peck wouldn't go to Potter's Field. Oh, relax, lady. Peck left instructions himself to turn the body over to the deacon. Seen the letter myself. Well, I guess that's that. Let's get out of here. Right, Margot. Thank you, attendant. Well, it's okay. Drop in any time. Uh, socially, I mean. <laughs> I'm sorry I dragged you both down here. You must think I'm an awful fool. Not a bit, Hilda. Matter of fact, I find this little puzzle rather stimulating. I think I'll look into it a little more deeply. Come on, Hilda. We'll drop you to your place. Dusty, Canace, and Gabby. Just a minute, gentlemen. Well? We're set to go. The coroner's given clearance. Excellent, Gabby. Excellent. Everything is going according to plan. Not everything. What do you mean? The dame that works in Peck's office. She was at the morgue when we walked in. I think she recognized it. How very unfortunate for her. She must be wise that the second time she was here today, this time she had company. Eh? Who? Guy and a dame. Yeah, but they didn't look like anything to lose any sleep over. Maybe not, but that secretary of Peck's is dangerous as a rattlesnake. Hmm. So, Gabby? Have you never heard that when a rattlesnake is dangerous, you merely draw its fangs? Ain't a fangs that bothers me, Deacon. It's a tongue. Gabby may be right, Deacon. Oh, nonsense. We've handled hundreds of people here who had tongues. They weren't dangerous. Yeah, they were dead. Oh, I get it. When do we take care of them? In due time. Hmm. Hear me. Well, gentlemen, it looks like we're going to have to sacrifice Peck. Huh? What are you talking about? 
Alive, Mr. Peck represents a nice bit of money. But dead, he represents safety. We can't afford to let our profitable business go by the board for the sake of one man. Yeah, that's a shame, boys. Well, too bad. Gentlemen, we'd better pick up the body now. And then while I'm arranging to get Mr. Peck here, you two boys can see to Miss Hilda Key. Hmm. Strange, Margot. Nobody seems to be in. Well, it suits me. This is a very depressing place. <laughs> well, darling, you don't expect a charity burial institution to look like a country club, do you? No, I guess not. But, um, anyway, as long as there is no answer, we, uh, might as well go, huh? Um, you go along, darling. Uh, take the car. I'll be along presently. And what are you going to do? Noticed a side door up this alley. I thought I might arrange to have a little look around the inside. Well, if you go, I go. Well, come along, then, but, uh... Don't say I didn't warn you. Oh, um, Lamont. Mm -hmm. Isn't this considered housebreaking? Mm, technically, yes. If I find some answer to the odd circumstances surrounding Peck's death, I'll consider it justified. I think you can. Well, here's the door. Locked, I suppose. Yeah. Locked, all right. The steel gadget may change its mind. <sighs> Too late to change your mind, darling. Go back to the car. Oh, no, no, no. Nothing doing. I'm coming. Oh! Why did you close the door? Margo, you haven't forgotten where a house breaks. Oh, yes, I have. Oh. It's cold in here. It's really awful cold. Yes, it is. Damp, too. Well, I'm going to leave you for a minute, darling. You are not. I'm coming oh, with no, you. No, Margo, we can't turn on any lights. There's no telling what we'll run into. You wait here. But... Darling, I don't like it in here. It won't be a minute. Now, here's the flashlight, but don't use it unless it's absolutely necessary. All right. But don't go far away. I won't die. Be right back. Uh. Oh. What was that? Lamont? Lamont, is that you? Lamont! Shadow returns in just a moment. Have you figured recently just how much you saved in war bonds through your payroll savings during the past year? Add them up. It makes an impressive total, doesn't it? Chances are you didn't even miss those small regular deductions each payday. Well, here's a suggestion. Every man hopes that his family will never want for anything. Sometimes that looks like a pretty big order. But there's one way that you can be sure of financial protection for your wife and youngsters. Let Uncle Sam help you. Put part of your weekly paycheck into United States savings bonds the easy way. Continue your payroll savings plan. They're the same time-tested investment with a new name. 
They'll still pay off $4 for every three in ten short years. That's Uncle Sam's way of saying thanks for your lending him the use of your money. And when the ten years are up, you'll begin to receive a steady income as your bonds mature. Or you may set aside a definite time each month to purchase saving stamps or bonds. They're available at your store, bank, or post office. Hold each bond till it comes due. You won't lose a cent if you need to redeem them for an emergency, but you will gain in dollars if you let them reach maturity. With a backlog of war bonds, you've already a head start on your plans for the future, but now's the time to make sure those plans come true. Now again, the shadow. Lamont Cranston and his friend, Margot Lane, while investigating a mysterious society, wander into a room in the society headquarters. Margot, left alone, turns on her flashlight to discover rows of hanging dead bodies, their feet banging hollowly against the wall. Lamont! Lamont! Margot! Lamont! Tell me what is it. Lamont! Lamont, it's horrible. Let me have the flashlight. Where are you going, please? Have a look. No, no, let's get out of here. There's a homicidal maniac loose around here someplace. Relax, please, darling, please. Relax. He's dead, all right, but I don't think they were murdered. What? Burial society, darling. These are the bodies our friend the deacon rescued from Potter's Field. Oh, well, then why not bury them? Oh, easy, darling. Wait a minute, what's this? Corpse trapped in a dental chair? I am not interested in anything but getting out of here. Come on, please, let's go. Wait a minute, darling. Look at this. Full dental equipment. Why should a corpse want a dentist? When we find that out, Margot, I think we'll have the whole story. Lamont, you mean you see some pattern to this ugly madness? Yes, darling. A definite pattern. I begin to see the dim outlines of one of the most horrible rackets we've ever run across. Well, all right, darling, but can't we go now? Yes. I think it's time the shadow paid a visit to the city morgue. I've got to see Peck's body again to check my theory. <laughs> I'm the shadow. No one sees the shadow. What do you want here? There's nobody here who can tell you anything, shadow. You can. I don't know a thing. Not a thing, I tell you. What's behind the Port-au-Prince Burial Society? I don't know. Honestly, I don't. Sometimes they, they care for one of my boarders. See that he gets a burial. I, I, I don't know anything else. You're one of the gang. No. No, I swear it. I don't know anything about him. They want the body of Peck. They must not have it. You're too late, shadow. They already have it. Find out at the morgue, Lamont. Peck's body's gone. They've already called for it. Why? They weren't supposed to take it up until 10.30. Yes. You better head back to the Port of Peace. You must realize something's gone wrong. Why, darling? They weren't supposed to pick that body up until 10.30, and they picked it up already. They must know that Hilda... Good Lord, of course. What is it? You must realize Hilda's suspicions. What's their next logical step? To shut Hilda up. Exactly, darling. We've got to get to Hilda's before they do. 
message for Miss Hilda Keys. Coming up. Just a moment. What is it, please? Inside, sister, inside. What is this? You asked too many questions. Now you're going to answer a couple. I don't know what you mean. What have you been hanging around the morgue all day for? I just went there to see Mr. Peck. You're lying. Who was oh. them two you had with you? Nobody, I tell you. Who were they? Answer the man. Friend. Friend. Why'd you bring him there? Why? I wanted to make sure it was Mr. Peck. Oh. And what made you think it wasn't? I don't know. I just, I don't know anything. The man oh. asked you what made you think it wasn't Peck. Let me alone. Let me alone. If I was you, I'd answer the man. I, I just had a feeling it wasn't Mr. Peck. She had a feeling it wasn't Peck. That's <laughs> bad. Awful bad. The only cure for that is to stop feeling. What are you going to do? We're going to cure you. No, no, let me go. Call the race. I'll take care of it quick. Little wildcat. No, no, not the rod. It'll make so much noise. The shiv won't. All right, hurry up. Make sure you don't stick it into me. Bring her around. That's it. He bit my hand on the... Hold it. Hold it. Back way. Let's get out of here. What about her? Take her with us. We'll take care of her at the port. Hilda. Must be something wrong. Hilda, where are you? Good heavens, Lamont. Look at this place. In a struggle, Margot. Men must have gotten her. Come on, darling, we've no time to lose. We're going to the Port of Peace. If they've harmed Hilda, they'll answer to the shadow. It's probably Peck. I sent for him. What do we do with the girl, Peck? Can all right for Peck to know she's here? I don't think it matters very much now how much Miss Peck knows he. Let him in and keep him covered. Right. Deacon wanted to see me. Right here, my dear friend. Come in, come in. This is dangerous, Deacon. I shouldn't have left the hideout. Suppose somebody... Good heavens. What's she doing here? Why, that's Hilda Keys. Oh, yes, so it is, Mr. Peck. What have you done to her? Is she dead? No. Just resting. She was a little reluctant to accompany my two friends. They persuaded her. She'll come out of it all right. Suppose she saw me. I wouldn't worry about that. We things do. Important things. Uh, let's get on with the coffin. What's that doing here? It's more convenient here. We have to fix it so the authorities won't find the wrong body in it. What do you mean? Haven't you guessed? It's unfortunate that our plans went astray. But they're easily corrected, aren't they? Come off, Peck. Well, you're crazy. You wouldn't. You see, when the police open that coffin, it will be you. You understand my position, of course. Why, you... Time up. Time up. That's it. You see, it's essential you stay alive during this little operation in case of an autopsy, you know? The lungs must show signs of smoke. I'm ready for the blowtorch, Deacon. Yes, Gabby. Ace, keep that door closed, you fool. Just a draft, Deacon. Don't get excited. I'll give you anything. Anything, but don't kill me. Don't kill me. Kill you? But I can't kill you, Peck. You're already dead. You can't kill a dead man. Deacon. Look in the corner. Holy cow. One of them stiffs. He's walking. You're crazy. I'll get him. I'll stop him. He keeps coming. I put three slugs on him. He doesn't fall. <laughs> you can't kill a dead man, you know. You just said so yourself. Who are you? I am the Shadow. I've come to exact vengeance. 
Help me. Help me. They're going to kill me. You deserve no sympathy, Peck. When the time comes, you'll take your punishment with the rest of them. Shadow. And it ain't the dead guy talking. They got him. They might be holding the body up. Close in on him. Close in. Don't let him slip past. I can't see him. Keep your eyes on the corpse. He's behind it. Look down. He's throwing the corpse. Uh, oh. He's not gay, bound, Deacon. He must be. Look down. Put him in. He's killed, Gabby. Ace. Ace is unconscious, Deacon. Now it's just you and I. I'll make a deal with you, Shadow. There's plenty in this for both of us. Give me a little start. Shadow makes no deal with the likes of you. All I want is an hour start. I'll give you anything. What have you done to heal the keys? It's all right, Mr. Stone. You see, she's coming too. Who was it that killed the man in that coffin? So his body could be substituted for Peck. They did. They did it, I tell you. Ace and Gabby, they did it. Where am I? Have no fear, Hilda. Shadow is here to protect you. Shadow? Oh, that's Mr. Peck. That's the man I said was dead. I know, Hilda, and so do the police. Let me go, Shadow. Hilda, pick up that gun to your foot. I had it. You hear that? The police, I'm getting out of here. No, you're not. If he attempts to escape, Hilda, don't be afraid to use the gun. I won't. Give me a break. I'll, I'll make it worth your while. I'll do him. Goodbye, Deacon. Police will find the evidence locked in there with you. The papers announced the death sentence for the Deacon and his gang this morning, Lamont. And Peck got a jail sentence, I see. Yes, the Deacons was a vicious racket, Margot. Running a free burial society so he'd have access to unclaimed bodies. Yes, but why did he want them? The substitute for men he'd insured heavily, or men like Peck who wanted to disappear and start all over someplace else. Oh. Peck's red hair and lanky build made it necessary to get a special body. They had to kill a man who resembled him. Then, of course, they intended to use that to blackmail Peck for the rest of his life. How horrible. But I don't understand how you solved it so fast. I saw that dental chair on the burial building it dawned on me. What? They put fillings into the corpse's teeth so it would check with the supposed victim's teeth. Well, but if it was all so perfect, why were they going to kill Peck? Because of Hilda. She seemed to know too much. Deacon was too smart to spoil a good racket. He was going to let the police find the real Peck body in the casket. And then Hilda would become another one of his unclaimed bodies. It's almost foolproof. Well, I'm glad it's over. One more visit to that morgue would finish me. And that little attendant. Ooh. <laughs> I wouldn't say that about him, Margot. You know, I actually believe he took a shine to you. <laughs> Are you interested in engineering, electronics? ship design, travel, and a steady job? If you are a young man between the ages of 17 and 22, you may qualify for a four-year college education and a career of public service in the United States Coast Guard. This oldest branch of the seagoing services maintains an academy at New London, Connecticut for the professional training of its future officers. Applicants selected for the Coast Guard Academy by nationwide examinations begin their training each year late in July. Applications for this year's convening class must be postmarked not later than April 1st, and entrance examinations are held on May 8th. For complete information, write to the superintendent, U.S. Coast Guard Academy, New London, Connecticut, or visit your nearest Coast Guard recruiting station. We'll repeat that. For complete information, write to the superintendent, U.S. Coast Guard Academy, New London, Connecticut, or visit your nearest Coast Guard recruiting station today. 
you may qualify for a four-year college education and a career of great public service in the United States Coast Guard. This story is copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications, Incorporated. The characters, names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Again next week, the shadow will demonstrate that the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs>